Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy, and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balance Bond Soul on Fire. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. This week, we've got a solo pod for you because it's what all the cool kids are doing. But more importantly, because I have realized recently that I am a codependent loser and I need a little bit more independence in my life. And I'm codependent because of my wife. Now, it's not her fault. It's my fault entirely. But... um. This weekend, I took a trip without her. She went to a wedding. I was, of course, invited because I am the life of the party. I'm the belle of the ball. Everybody wants to hang out with me. But I don't always want to hang out with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And uh, small talk is the bane of my existence. I am so sick of just catching up, especially when we all know what everybody's doing because of fucking social media. So... I was invited to the wedding, but I decided not to go. I mean, listen, I really decided not to go because even though I'm codependent on my wife, I understand that maybe she's not codependent on me. And I refuse to be a clingy version of myself with her always because it's very unattractive. It's very off-putting. I absolutely hate people that make me feel like I'm the center of the universe, which is why I'm so fucking scared to have a child. You are literally the life force for that little tiny thing like without you it shan't and can't survive I know I just spent the week with my niece Scarlett who is let me just preface this entire podcast by saying the most delicious delightful like smelly in the best way possible thing I've ever encountered everybody said to me when you have like a niece or nephew of your own you're gonna get the kid thing and I'm not gonna lie this weekend I was like okay I get it like she needs me I like it she can't survive without me. Toy, toy, toy. I hate to even say this because I feel like, you know, every time I talk about kids and wanting them, Taylor Donahue makes a fucking appointment with the IVF doctor and I'm not ready yet. But 
being with Scarlett this weekend when I was like, okay, I get this. I get the parent thing. I get the loving a baby thing. I get the being needed thing. Like, I want one of these for me. So in regards to baby, like, yes, I love Scarlett. And I'm warming up to the idea of kids, okay? It helps having a niece or a nephew, as the universe would have it, as karma would decide. I realized this past weekend that I have become my needy friend with my wife, but I'm actually worse. And yes, I know you could say, well, she's your wife, Taylor. You're allowed to be needy and make her the center of the universe, but it's just not attractive. Like if it doesn't fly in friendship and if I can empathize with that, if I have lived that, then who am I to expect my partner to be like my everything without eventually becoming like annoying and overwhelming and eventually lead to the demise of our relationship. So I travel the Tay, even though I hate to be away from her, to be like, no, live your best life, go off with your friends. So I was invited to the wedding, which was very nice of these friends, but it's like Taylor's work friends. And I know some of them like well enough. I've hung out with them here and there, but I just felt like, especially when the whole crew gets together, I said to Tay, it's like your work crew and you travel around the world with them. And like, you're going to, you haven't seen them in forever. And you're going to want to catch up with everybody. You don't want to have to like have shorthand for me or like be worried about me in the corner, being awkward, blinking and like a small talk conversation. Just go by yourself. Live your best life without me. I'm independent and cool. I don't need you. So she went to the wedding by herself. And also like, I don't want to be that partner that's like oh why is she always bringing her around like the thing is because we're big huge lesbos um it gets tricky with the whole separation of friends and partner thing like when you're in a heteronormative relationship it's so easy it's so socialized it's like girls night or boys night like oh well the boys are going out boys night and like i worked at cosmo radio long enough to learn that like you don't want to be the girl that's like i'm coming to boys night like that's really embarrassing for your soul so boys night it's the boys girls night it's the girls but when you're a same-sex relationship it's like girls night (laughs) well i'm a girl there's a a season of sex in the city i just started watching it because i watch it non-stop around the clock like the loser that i am and it's when samantha is a lesbian she's like with her girlfriend and she's like i'm just gonna go out with the girls night and her girlfriend's like can i come I'm a girl. And that is like the inner voice in my head whenever Tay's going out with her friends. Like it's like girls and I, well, I'm a girl. And actually to add insult to injury or to make make it harder for me to like not be that clingy person. It's like even her friends are like, well, to invite Taylor. She's a girl. And it's like, no, I have to draw the line somewhere. I have to set boundaries. And I'm like, no, Tay, when I'm there, it's just a different dynamic. Like go out with your girlfriends. I am a girl, but I am not a girlfriend. Go be with them. So there you have it. So she went to the wedding alone. Am I rapidly blinking right now out of nervousness? Yes. So I was like, well, I could either sit at home and watch Taylor um, walk around Indianapolis on the, what, what is it? Find my friend app. Is that what it is? Or like you, you geo track people like the true psycho that you are. Um, so I could do that by myself and just drink copious amounts of wine and fall into a deep hole of depression and, um, be an unwell girl, or I could go home by myself and see my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law and spend time with my adorable niece, Scarlett. So I opted for the latter, but it like occurred to me (laughs) how codependent I was even just like 
trying to book my flight. So Claudia was a girl with no job, a.k.a. Claudia Ostra, was on this pod like a few weeks ago after we got back from Turks and Caicos. And she was like, I just need to confront you on something that I'm so shook that like you are the most uh, dependent human being in the world with Taylor Donahue. And it was funny because like I know it exists and so does Tay, but I guess like until you like travel with people, you don't really realize what dynamics are in relationships. So Claudia got like an embarrassed, embarrassing front row seat to just how pathetic I actually am. I think Claudia's always thought that like, I'm tough, I'm independent, I got a divorce, I became a lesbian, I got fired, I have my own show, I'm a survivor. But on this trip, she was like, oh wait, you're none of those things. You just have a babysitter, and her name is Taylor Donahue. I lost all respect in Claudia's eyes that weekend to Turks and Caicos. And just to be clear, like, I've, and when I really reflect back, I've always been very codependent. Like, my, I mean, clearly you can just tell by my personality and the stories I tell that, like, I was a spoiled fucking princess. And my mom wiped my ass and spoon-fed me until, like, she was bringing me to college. And then I went to college, and it feels independent, but the truth of the matter is, if you're like me, you just make your roommates your mommy. And I had two of them. I was in a forced triple and it was glorious because then I had two mommies. The lesbian symbolism is not lost on me. And then, of course, you get the boyfriends. And listen, there were some in the mix that were complete disasters and I had to take care of them. The boyfriend who got a DUI had to drive him to a wedding in Maine from Ithaca. Don't even get me started. I was so mad at him that when I got to the wedding, we got there so late. I proceeded to drink like an entire bottle of wine by myself on an empty stomach. I wore a white dress because I'm an asshole like that. And then I threw up in the bridal suite and the bride who I just met like 20 minutes prior had to hold my bear, my hair back. So not necessarily a shiny moment for me. Um, I had another boyfriend that I was, con- ugh, he would like ate my taste of delight when I would get home from work. He was out skateboarding all day where I was at work. So, yeah, I guess I've done my fair share of um, changing other people's diapers as well. But then I met my husband, right? And he was a true caretaker. And I leaned in hard and heavy. Like, the thing is, I can survive on my own, but, like, I don't want to. And if I find somebody that will take care of me, I will gladly partake in my role. I'm a big baby. When I look at myself in the mirror, I have the body of a baby. Literally, I have more roles on my body than my niece Scarlett. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So then after my divorce, I was like, I am woman, hear me roar. I'm fierce. I am independent. I'm going to do this. And for a long time, my relationship with Tay, I was kind of the one that was the caretaker. Like she moved in with me. I was breadwinning. So I like took care of us financially. I remember our first trip that we ever went on. It was like the first trip that I had planned. So I was with husband for eight years and he took care of everything. My brain was off and it was great, but it's also bad because like that's not a partnership That's a child-parent relationship. But over the years, Tay has become the one in charge of, like, everything. 
And I always like fight and say like, no, I did. I go, I grocery shop. See what starve wasn't for me. Or like I cook all the meals or like I do the dishes. But like, yeah, you could hire somebody to do that. But like Tay does like the big stuff. Like I, my taxes wouldn't get done if it wasn't for Tay. Um, I wouldn't know how to vote if it wasn't for Tay. My businesses are literally the backbone of them is Tay. I could not do my jobs if I didn't have my wife. And that is like, okay, girl, get it together. So yeah, so we're doing the solo because I need to start flexing my independent muscles. The Delta app wants me to sign in. I don't know how to. (laughs) I'm truly like your grandmother. Like I am everyone's grandma. Like, you know, when your mom's on the phone or she's calling you because the cable's not working and you're like, I can't deal with this right now. That's me to take. So I was like, oh my God, you know my login. And she's like, no, just put in your password. I was like, my password? I couldn't possibly bother to put my password in. No, you fix it for me. So she like signs me in. And then I'm like going through it. And then I'm about to sign out. And I'm like, Tay, how do I do TSA pre-check? She's like, you put your number in. And I'm like, where's my number? And she's like, oh my God, just give me the computer. So she puts it in. It's like I do all these things like right. I have like global entry. I have like my clear. I have my TSA. But like I really don't know how to use any of it without Taylor Donahue. So she gets me set up for my flight. And listen, I'm not a complete invalid. Okay. I'm capable of like getting myself to the airport. Barely. But like we wake up on Saturday. She leaves before me. And I have like an hour to kill. So of course I'm just on Instagram like going down a shame spiral and I have like 15 seconds to pack. So I'm like, oh God, this is the day I miss my fucking flight because Tay's not here. But I did it. I got there. So I get my Uber. I get to the airport and I get to the kiosk and it's like not reading my credit card. And I'm sweating it. I'm like, I can't do this without Taylor. But then I got a kiosk that worked. And I was like, gold stars all around. So then I get up to security and it's like empty. It's a Saturday morning. Glorious. And because of Taylor Donahue, (laughs) I am now TSA and clear. So guys, I am fucking flying through that line. By the way, PSA, if you don't, I honestly like don't want to tell anybody about this because I feel like the more people that know, the worse it's going to get. And like the line's going to like actually be impossible and long at TSA and clear. But so far, so good right now. It's like very efficient. So I go through security and everyone is, I've never experienced this before in an airport. Everybody is smiling and they're complimentary. And I'm like, I don't have to take my shoes off. What a luxury. And so I'm wearing this jacket. It's Zara, of course, because duh. I tell you guys, every time you're like, link it, I'm like, it's Zara. If it's new Zara, I link it. If it's not new, I don't. Everything on my body is basically Zara. So I have this fab like linen jean blend trench on. And the people at TSA are like, I'm like, do I have to take my jacket off? They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Gorgeous jacket. And I'm like, oh, my God. We're smiling and treating one another like human beings. What a concept. Usually TSA is like the land of the intentional misery. Like, I swear to God, my bag always fucking gets pulled at security because I have my butt wipes in there because I like to have a nice, clean, hiney, and yeah, they're flushable. And I know people have reached out and been like, those wipes that you use, they're not actually flushable. You know what? They say flushable. They flush it all good. Don't. DM me about this. I do not want to hear about like the flubergooster or whatever the hell it's called. We're like all the toity paper like mushed up together in the sewage system and then like explodes. But if that is a real thing, I'm absolutely contributing to it. 
so I'm like just smiles all around and my bag goes through. I'm like the only person in this line. So I'm like whizzing through. And the woman who's watching the monitor was like, oh my God, someone likes it. Like said something I couldn't hear. And I was like, what? And my knee jerk reaction to TSA is you're going to get yelled at because that is TSA. Like hall monitors on meth. It's like, oh my God, in a power position and I will exert it. It's like, give them a reason to yell at you and they're all over your ass. So she talks to me. And I'm like, oh God, what did I do? Did I like, I always think that like I did something that of course I'm not doing. Like I'm like, oh my God, did I leave a bottle of water in my suitcase? Which is like, why would that happen? Why would I have a bottle of water in my suitcase? Never. I'm like, oh my God, am I smuggling heroin and I forgot about it? Like I'm always so fucking scared when I'm at TSA. And she's like, no, I said, we've got a singer here. <laughs> singer? And I'm like, why? She goes, all your microphones. Because <laughs> I brought my equipment home for the weekend because I thought maybe I'd uh, do a little potty pod with Mama Strex. We didn't. We were too busy drooling over this delicious baby of ours. But um, but I brought my equipment home nonetheless. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not a singer. But thank you. I'm a podcaster. She immediately lost respect for me. Anyway, but very nice about it. So I'm feeling myself. I'm at like, I'm like, I got to the airport in 17 minutes. I got like through security and like, I mean, kiosk to gate 10 minutes. I'm like that bitch is like, I must have a drink. I need to kill some time. I got myself a breakfast sandwich. I'm feeling good, right? I get to board the plane and the woman, again, smiles from everybody. I'm like, God, should we all be traveling on a Saturday? Actually, scratch that because then they'll be miserable again. But like Saturday travel, oh my God, it is the jam. Everyone is so happy. So I give her my ticket and actually I had booked like a regular seat, but like preferred so I could like pick my seat because I cannot end up in a, I can't have a window seat. It's like the claustrophobia is next level. I must have an aisle. So I did prefer seat for like an extra $14. What up, skis? But like a comfort plus was like an extra 30, but I'm like, nah, 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 be good with money. We're trying to buy a house and we're trying to have some babies. Be frugal. But I got upgraded on my way to the airport to comfort plus, not to, bra- not to brag. So, you know, they call my section and I go through and the woman is like, I give her my ticket and I take it away. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she like touches my arm and she hands me a new ticket. And she's like, this is your new ticket. And I'm like, what is happening today? Everyone is like, is this a make a wish for me? Like, does everybody know something that I don't know? And then she was like, by the way, I love your jacket. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Compliments up the wazoo, delightful experience. And then I looked down at my ticket. I'm like, oh my God, a bitch just got upgraded. I've never had my own first class upgrade. This is a, this is a, a milestone of any adult's life. And my seat was like first row and an aisle like oh my god this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by ritual okay listen up peeps over 97 percent of women ages 19 to 50 don't get enough vitamin d from their diet that is crazy and 95 percent don't get their recommended daily omega-3s omega-3s are very important for lots of things, I also think beauty, but I know they're important. Anyway, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. Ha ha. And they've got all the nutrients to maintain brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Now, here's the thing. There's lots of vitamins out there in the world. And it's like so many. Like, what do I choose from? Well, this is 
why I love Ritual so much. So Ritual actually took things to the next level by investing in the gold standard for research, which is a university-led clinical trial to study the impact of their essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. The results? An increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The findings were actually published in leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. And FYI, a published clinical study proving the effectiveness of a multivitamin is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is leveling up. Ritual is like, we are transparent girlies. We are communicative to our people. And they're just basically, they're like staring other vitamins in the face being like, I double dog dare you to try to be better than me. They're the queen of queens and lord of lords. Also, Ritual, there's no shady stuff ever. Like I said, totally transparent. They're committed to third-party testing from the USP and the non-GMO project. They use traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always have clear communication. So basically, the net-net, you know exactly what's in your multivitamin and where it came from. And my body is a temple. (laughs) Such a lie. No, my body is literally a landfill, but I'm trying to get better. And the thing is, if I'm going to be taking a multivitamin, I need to know it's like turning this landfill into a temple. And you know what? You got to start somewhere. So I'm starting with Ritual. It's the one good thing I'm putting in this bod. That and Sunsair, of course. No, but in all seriousness, sometimes it feels like you're just like in an abyss of like, it's almost like so many options you don't even know where to begin. It's overwhelming. And so then you don't do it. We need, clearly, listen to those statistics. We need a multivitamin that works in our life and ritual is it. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Taylor and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. So I'm flying high. I'm having the best travel day ever. I'm like texting Taylor like, oh my God, I'm having the greatest day ever. I'm thriving without you. Who needs you anymore? I land. My parents pick me up because, again, codependent baby. Uh, God forbid I take an Uber to Salem to see my sister and my niece and my brother-in-law. And there was a moment in the car with my parents driving from the airport to my sister's where I was like with my parents. I was so happy to be there with them. And also like me with my parents alone getting all of the attention. It's like my dream. My number one like desire forever has just been to like I just want to sleep between my mommy and daddy for like ever for the rest of my life. So getting them all to myself is like mm, chef's kiss. But I'm like so happy with them. But then it occurred to me too, like I'm happy with them, but like I also miss my wife, but like I'm content without my wife. And it was just, it occurred to me like she is in the center of my happiness. Like I am happy. I have a great job. I have a great family. I have great friends. Like I love my life. But like Taylor Donahue just makes it that much better. So like I had texted her something sappy and shit like that. Like, oh my God, like it occurred to me that I'm so happy, but like you just, in my life, it just makes it that much better. And she was like oh baby so a great weekend with the niece and the fam monday rolls around and i'm like sad to leave but i'm also excited to see my wife because hello i need my caretaker back i've survived two whole days without her meanwhile my mom's there so i just traded hands of caretakers and i go to the airport and now i'm spoiled right because i had this glorious travel day to boston but it wasn't quite the same going home. So, I mean, listen, security, great. Got the clear, got the pre-check, your girl is solid. Then I go to the gate, I ask for the upgrade because now I'm a spoiled first-class little bitch, right? But I want it for free. And they're like, well, you got upgraded to Comfort Plus. 
And I'm like, that's not good enough. I've tasted the sweetness of the rich life and I want more. I almost feel like ignorance is bliss. Like, you know that phrase, better to have love and lost than to have never loved at all. Honestly, fuck that. Like, better to... When you fly first, you know how much better it is. You're almost better off never knowing if you can't do it every single time. But the ladies at the front desk are really nice. So like, whatever, whatever. And we're taking off early. Whoop, whoop. So I go to give them my ticket. And the pilot is like storming up the jetway. And I was kind of shook because he had like, he, like he was like raging. And he did it like right in front of me. I was like right there. So I'm like giving them my ticket to scan. He comes up the jetway and he's like, why are you boarding people right now? He's saying it to the two women that are like letting me go through. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's an early flight. Like we're leaving early. And he's like, that doesn't mean board early. And they're like, uh, it actually kind of does. They're having this like lover's quarrel in front of me. And listen, I'm a new yaka, okay? Like I have had... Homeless people throw empty cans of Coke at my head on the subway. And I wasn't even, I didn't even fucking flinch. But I don't live in New York anymore. And I've come, and I become kind of like a a suburban pussy, if you will. I mean, yeah, Jersey City is a city, but like, it's like city light. You know what I'm saying? But like, I am, I'm like, I'm tough. I'm gruff. I've got an edge. I'm a New Yorker. I'm used to people screaming at each other. That's just the way we live. But like, Tay and I have been working recently on like, giving in to the universe or like letting the universe give you signs and last week I kind of had like a week with like work and stuff and so she was like just talk to your what did she say she's reading this book she was like talk to the universe talk to your loved ones who have passed on and talk to your ganges guardian angels no I'll pow chickpea gange so I have been and like little things have been plopping in that I'm like oh my god is that just life for good luck or is that ganges so because you ask and you shall receive and I've received now, like I want to stay on the right track, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm so keyed into the universe. That's, of course, why I was like, I got upgraded, had a great time at the airport on the way to Boston. It's my guardian angels. But like in this moment, I was like, wait a second. Are my guardian angels trying to tell me to not get on this flight? Because he was so upset. And then he like stormed away ahead of me. He didn't even like acknowledge my presence. And he was like, oh, he says, to him, oh, and clean up this mess in the jetway. Like somebody walking on in first class will probably like drop their stupid Starbucks disgusting yogurt parfait because there was like fucking yogurt and granola all over the floor. But I thought to myself, and and then he walked away and they looked at each other and she goes like this, is he okay? Like that to this woman she was working with. And the woman woman looked at her and she went like this, no. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to get on a flight with a guy. Is he okay? That is not the emotional and mental space I need my pilot in, okay? So I'm like freaking. I'm like, is this a sign from the universe? Like, should I not board this flight? But then I was like, Taylor, you paid for it. You got the Comfort Plus upgrade. You might not get it again. Everything's going to be fine going on the flight. But I was, you guys, I was sweating it the whole time. And then I sat down in my seat and I was next to this kid and he was being so strange. And then I went on my iPad to watch Southern Charm and the Peacock app was not working. And I was like, oh my God, I need to deboard. So I was like, I feel like it'd be a little dramatic to like get off this flight right now. But like, I'm going to be kicking myself if we go down. I'm going to be like so fucking mad at myself that I didn't listen to the universe. But I'm like, you have to get home. You have work to do. Just stop being a little wimpsita. But I kind of felt like, I don't know. I felt like this could be the end of it. And so I texted my wife all this sappy shit. And the, the, the moral of the story too is I realized in this moment, like 
No, I do need my wife. Because, like, if she was there, I could be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. She would leave. Like, I couldn't make an adult decision without her there. And I'm just lucky that I'm here to tell the story. So I'm, like, compelled to text her, right? Like, I'm like, I have to just text her. But I don't want to text her. Like, I'm freaking out. I think I should get off this plane. Because that's, like, that's going to just freak her out and ruin whatever time she's left with her friends. So... I'm like, you're a big girl. You can do this. Go potty without mommy. So I wrote to her, I love you so, so, so much. Because this is like my way of saying goodbye, you know, just in case. Not that I'm dramatic at all. I said, you are my heart and my everything. I'm such a loser. And then I said, you make me so happy. And I was thinking this weekend about how happy I am, but how much more you enrich my life. You are my world. I'm gagging over myself. I wish I'd never shared those text messages. And she writes back like, baby, cry emoji. And then I was like, okay, that's enough. And I was like, no, I need to write one more thing in case this is the last time we ever speak. She needs to know that I knew and she was the one I was thinking about. And then I said, thank you for making my, well, I meant to write, thank you for making my life so full, but I became an Irish person and said, thank you for making me life so full at the pot of gold. So anyway, no shocker. The flight is fine. I get Wi-Fi for $4.99. I'm able to access my Peacock with the like little semblance of Wi-Fi I have. And I'm able to download and finish watching my Southern Charm. So all is right in the world. So I get outside to get my Uber and this guy walks up to me. I'm like waiting for my Uber. And he comes up to me and he's like, hi, I just landed from India. And um, can you call this number for me? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, Jen Shaw, scammer. He's trying to get my information. But I like didn't know, like, I'm not what I'm going to say that to him. But I was also like, wait, your phone doesn't work? And then there was like, a security guard at the end of like where everybody's waiting for Ubers. And I was like, you should go ask him. He can help you. You can use his phone. And he was just like, the second I said security guard, he was like, no. So then I was like, no, I know you're a scammer. But anyway, like I barely got out of that one alive without Taylor. Like she would have handled it with like such grace and panache. So I get in my Uber and it's a woman. And I love a female Uber driver because like, yes, women supporting women. And I get in and we do a little chit chat in the beginning. But then, you know, it's raining and... I'm like wanting to finish the episode of Southern Charm. So, and maybe it's rude. Maybe I'm a rude bitch for watching a TV show in the back of an Uber. I don't fucking know. I mean, listen, for my job, I do need to catch up on shows and shit. Southern Charm, not necessarily, but like they don't know that. So I've got my AirPods in, in, and I've got my like screen up in front of me. And I'm watching and we're driving. It's a very quick drive from the airport to my place. And then she did the most egregious thing ever. And here's the thing. I guarantee if Taylor Donahue was with me, she would have never pulled this shit. This is why I can't be left alone. And I'm telling you, and I know I sound paranoid, and yes, sometimes I am, but like I have noticed with Tay that the world is a different place for both of us. She gets treated with kindness and gentleness and respect. And people just take way too many liberties with me, and they come for me, and they're rude to me. Even if they're not trying to be rude, they're still fucking rude. And I'm sick of it! (sighs) So anyway, we're like, literally maybe four minutes from my place. And all of a sudden I hear her be like, hey, hey, hey. So I turn around because I'm like, oh, maybe she doesn't know where she's going. I like lift my head up and she's like, oh my God, uh, you look just like my friend. And I'm like, what? And she has pulled up on her phone, which she's supposed to be using to navigate a picture of a woman who I don't know this woman, a picture of a woman. And she's like, 
I take my AirPods out and she's like, my friend, you look just like my friend. Now, I'm not calling this woman in the picture ugly, but she's definitely not somebody I would aspire to look like. She's got at least 20 years on me, okay? And again, there's nothing wrong with being 20 years older than me, but don't tell me that I look like your friend who's clearly got major decades on me. And she's like, oh my God, you're twins. Like, look at you, like, right in the eyes and in the nose. And I'm like, yeah, I guess our eye shape is the same. And she's like, no, the chin, her double chin, the mouth, the whole face. And I'm like, not today, Satan, not today. Like, I just don't have the capacity for this. And she was not trying to be mean. Like, I know genuinely she wasn't, which is what makes it actually worse. But like, just a little PSA to the world. Don't tell someone they look like somebody you know, unless that somebody is a goddamn supermodel. Because you know what? We don't need a real life mirror held up to our faces. I just got my lashes done. When I got home, my dad told me how pretty my face was. Face, specifically. But like, I'll fucking take it. But like, that's the thing. It's like, I was feeling myself. I was on a universe high. I was wearing tan locks, okay? I was putting my best foot forward. And she shows me this picture of this generic version of me. Maybe it's a crystal ball into my future. I don't know. But if it is, like, I don't need to know this right now. Like, universe, why are you, why is this happening? What are you trying to tell me? And it didn't stop there. A God, I wish it had. She takes all the liberties in the world, okay? And what she did next was a crime against my soul. So she says, you look like my friend. I'm like, yeah, and the eyes. And then she's like, no, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the face shape, the ev- the hair, the everything. And she did look enough like me that I was like, oh, my God, that's not what I look like. And I've been like, my wife tells me I'm pretty every single day. She lying to me. And then she's like, then she goes like this to me. She looks me dead in the eyes like, bitch, watch the road. And she's like, and she loves to eat. Excuse me? What about me? We are, we, I've known you for 11 minutes. What about me? What have I done that said to you I love to eat? Could it be my adult baby body? Like, wow. My friend loves to eat. You love to eat and you look alike. This woman, she is crossing all my boundaries. But she's driving a vehicle I'm in and she's about to find out where I live. So I can't like blast her. So I just do what I do because I'm a total fucking pussy. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I love to eat. And then she's like, oh, my God. She's the guy. She's like literally full body turned around talking to me. She's like, and I'm like, do you want to be my friend in this? Is how you think it's going to happen? Because you are barking up the wrong tree. So then she's like, oh, my friend, she makes the best pasta salad. And I'm like, of course, she makes the best pasta salad. She's all world famous. I'm like, okay. And you guys, then she starts to go through the ingredients like Bubba fucking Gump. She's like, she puts these olives in it, the European so good. And I'm like trying to change. I'm like, oh, is she European? No, but she loves Greek olives. I'm like, oh, uh, that's so cool. What am I supposed to say? And some olive oil and she puts in artichokes and some slivered carrots. Like not today, barefoot Contessa, get out of my face. And then she's like, farfella. And I'm like, farfella? She's like, like the pasta. That's her favorite pasta. I was like, like, what are you trying to accomplish here? And then she's like, oh my God, you like pasta? And I'm like, I mean, look at me. Of course I like pasta. She's like, Have you been to Carmine's in the city? Now, if memory serves right, Carmine's is a chain restaurant. 
maybe I'm wrong, but in my soul and heart of hearts, I believe this to be true. And she's like, you got to go. Huge plates of food. Like, okay, so now not only do I look like your old chubby friend, and you obviously know I love food, but not only do I love food, I love enormous portions. She's like, so much food. <laughs> you Even you couldn't finish it all. <sighs> woo-saw, woo-saw, find your happy place, universe. Where the fuck are you right now? And she's like, and they got great bottles of wine, like for $40. And I'm like, is that, I love wine, so yummy. And then she's like, Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. That's it. That's the one. I'm like, that is a nice, that's a nice one. And I'm like, just trying to be like, like, you know, when it's like, I don't want to talk. Like, what, what memo didn't you get? I'm wearing headphones. I'm watching a fucking iPad. Those are like nonverbal signs. I'm not in the mood to talk. Now, if you want to ask me a question, I'm not an asshole. I'll be polite. But like, what is this full-blown fucking conversation about? It is the epitome of small talk. I literally didn't go to a wedding with my wife who I miss so much to avoid small talk. And now you are torturing me in a new I'm paying for it. And you guys, it didn't stop as we're turning the corner. I'm like, please. And she's driving so slow. And then as she turns the corner, she's like, this weather, right? And I'm like, this is weather. (laughs) It is certainly weather. And she was like, on a day like this, she just want to go make some chicken noodle soup. Am I in an episode of fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm? Don't make me act like Larry David right now. Honestly, WWLD. What would what would Larry do? I'm going to start to that uh, like people fuck with me so often. I ha- I'm going to st- I'm going to have to turn into Larry David. Otherwise, this shit is never going to end. So again, she's like, oh, like with chicken and and rice, of course, throw a carb in there. God forbid I'm gluten free for a day. Cilantro. I'm like, OK, here I am. Bye. I got out like a block away. I just like couldn't. And then I was like, maybe this is me being paranoid. But I felt like she like waited too long. She's like, which building's yours? I was like, yeah, you are a psycho killer. I could just tell. And of course, like, there was a part of me, too, that was like, even in hating her so much, like she's a female Uber driver. So like I like her and she was being friendly, but I felt like she was taking like pot shots at me. Anyway, so here we are. I'm talking shit. She knows where I live. And um, I, God, I hope I never see her ever again. And actually, I just realized I have yet to rate her and tip her. And I'm tempted. I am tempted to give her like a one-star rating and be like, don't say to anyone else that they look like your mediocre-looking friend who makes what it sounds like a terrible pasta salad. If it was in front of me, I would be able to resist it because it sounded disgusting. I get home, I do my work, take comes home, we make love. I'm just kidding. We hugged. Um, And she's like, oh my God, how was your trip? And I was like, it was good. You go first. How was yours? And she was like, oh my God, it was great. The wedding, this, that, and the other. And then she's like, oh, and I had the most amazing Uber driver on the way home. I'm like, of course, our fucking guardian angels are giving you the Uber ride that's like, it's, it's giving you all the justification and all the like... On who her Uber ride, they were like talking about like the universe and past lives and like totally validated everything Tay's been like reading about and learning. And she like left that Uber like on a high. And I indirectly get called old and average looking and chubby. Basically the human equivalent to pasta salad. And I said, there it is. I can never leave you ever again. Cause you had a glorious Uber ride. I had the Uber ride from hell. That's it. I'm codependent again. Never leave my side. Anyway, this is just the life I lead. And all I have to say is thank God. 
I have tailored my life because the world treats me just a little bit more kindly with a little bit more respect. I'm like a goddamn human being when Taylor Donahue was around. So the moral of the story is I'm obsessed with her. I'm codependent on her and she can never leave me because I cannot live on this earth without her. Anyway, guys, that is it for us. Have a great rest of your week. Please, please make up for the Uber lady for me. If you want to show me that you love me and that I'm not the human equivalent to a pasta salad, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. It truly means the world. And unlike the Uber rating I'm going to give this woman, give me five stars. Anyway, guys, that's it for us this week. Until next week, love you and bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.